Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. On the line, we have Bill O'Reilly. He's a journalist. He's a historian. He's a former professor. He's a journalist, a local reporter, you name it, TV host. And his latest book, Killing the Legends, the uh, lethal danger of celebrity, is uh, killing its way up the... Also a college football player. Oh, that's right. College football player. He is very tall. 19 million books sold so far in his Killing series. Welcome back to Cats at Night. So Killing the Legends, how well is it doing? Pretty well. We're happy with the uh, reception. Um, You never know about these things, but it's a different book. Um, We're going to get a different audience. Uh, The people who like history will read it because it's cultural history. And then we're trying to get, you know, expand into people who like these three people. John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali, and want to know more about them. So right now, and it's very kind of you to mention the book on WABC. Um, right now, we're doing very, very well. I've had 18 number one bestsellers. We hope this will open at 19. Well, congratulations. So let's talk about the Cuomo comeback. So we've got Chris Cuomo. He starts his new show tonight on News Nation. you got Andrew Cuomo. He's about to start a new podcast what do you make of it? Will the public be receptive to the Cuomo brothers? Will will, will we see more Cuomo sexuals? I hope not. That frightens me. <laughs> You're not alone. Remember that? No, Remember that people were like in love with him? Uh, I, I don't know any of those people. I think they probably were all up in the uh, Binghamton area. Um, but anyway, look. Uh, I'm going to be on Chris Cuomo's News Nation show a week from tomorrow. He asked me to do it, and I've known him for a long time. There's no reason not to. Obviously, I got Killing the Legends to promote, and uh, I don't have anything against him, Chris Cuomo, personally. I did say it's just going to be me and you, though. I don't want any shenanigans. I don't want any, uh, you know, outside stuff. So, um, but if you want to do that, we can do it. So I'm going to go on his program next Tuesday. Uh, As for his brother, the former governor, look, he's got a lot of money, um, a lot of campaign money unspent. He wants to run for governor in four years. No doubt he does. So he's going to rebuild the stair steps and hope that people uh, don't hold the accusations against him. And if I were him, I'd probably do the same thing. Well, I mean, uh, it's. uh... Andrew Cuomo, look, uh, I think uh, uh, some people got him from the top. What do you think, uh, Bill O'Reilly? I do. I think that uh, he made a lot of enemies, and uh, the enemy said, you know, we got him. We can get him. I've said uh, what I've said to friends, and this is the first first time I'll be saying it publicly, is I think the White House was scared of competition in 2024. Because Andrew Cuomo That's was right. talking about possibly running for president, vice well, president. Well, it wasn't him. The whole media was saying they wanted him to be the next Democratic and, uh, candidate and then, for president. Uh, I think the White House made a decision. We don't need more competition. Also, when the no, time came, Andrew had no friends to fall back on. He had no friends. But, you know, you nobody, through, in, nobody in Washington defended him. Nobody in Albany defended him. And yet, when you look at Letitia James' report, there's very little layer of substance about why aren't removing a duly elected governor. Tish James just seems to be on the war path to go against just like personal people. I mean, who goes, I mean, we were talking about this judge, like who goes on a platform of, you know, being yeah, elected. Was, look, I, I think your point's well taken. 
the fact that she campaigned for the position of attorney general of the state of New York on a platform of I'm going after Donald Trump, I will find a crime, I thought was reprehensible. And then she went after Andrew Cuomo. So let me ask you this, Bill O'Reilly. So Andrew Cuomo, I think, call me crazy, that if we were to talk to Governor, former Governor Cuomo and say to him, look at the stats, look what's going on with the crime wave going on in New York State, I think he wouldn't be burying his head in the sand like Kathy Hochul is trying to do right now and blame the judges for not comprehending the changes that she supposedly made to the bail reform law. Bill O'Reilly, what do you think? Five years ago, I would have said I agree with you. But Cuomo sold every principle he had out, almost like Joe Biden. Mm. Um, five years ago, Andrew Cuomo, as governor, would have been appalled by the collapse of the criminal justice system in New York State. Now, progressives uh, controlled him. And you know what? There's a, Machiavelli, a quote from Machiavelli, if you're going to dine with the devil, mm. bring a long spoon. Because he'll turn on you, and that's mm. exactly what happened to Cuomo. Yes. Yeah, he remembered. He signed that bill. He signed the bill as governor. Yeah, the no bill. Right. But he wouldn't have signed it five years ago. Exactly. This is like the abortion for any reason at any time. He wouldn't have signed that six years ago. Um, but he caved and he gave the progressives everything they wanted. But Cuomo himself did two things that uh, were terrible. Number one, the nursing home COVID stuff. Yep. And then he tried to say he didn't do it, and he did it. Uh, and number two, writing the book using New York State personnel and getting, what, $5 million for it? Is that what he got? $5 million? Yes, that's about right. And, Bill, it was bad enough he did it, but do, uh, doing it during the height of a pandemic was, uh, to me, just added yeah, to he it. Exploited, he exploited the situation in every way, uh, and those things are on his resume. Um, but as a technician, far and away better than Kathy Hochul, who doesn't really know what she's doing. And I say that literally. That's right. The woman is incompetent. She can't think about unintended consequences of, say, the commuter tax, the uh, congestion pricing. It's a tax. Yeah. She, can't, she doesn't know and doesn't care, all right, how much havoc that's going to wreak on New York City. It's going to be blood in the streets if that ever gets through. She doesn't care. Cuomo would. Cuomo would know. He, you know, a much smarter individual. But when you sell out all your principles, i.e. Joe Biden, every single principle he ever held, he sold it out for fame and power. And that's what I write about, ironically, in Killing the Legend. Yeah. When you sell your life out, bad things are going to happen. Speaking of bad choices that Biden made, how about uh, Vice President Harris? talking about equity and distribution of uh, aid assistance for hurricane victims, and there's no difference between North and South Korea. What do you say about that, Bill? What am I going to say about <laughs> Kamala Harris? Mm-hmm. I mean, number one. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> she's a <laughs> affirmative action hire. Yeah. Biden doesn't even like her, uh, but they brought her in because she checked the boxes. Number two. The woman's frame of reference, particularly abroad, is zero. Number three, her interest in problem solving is below zero. Remember, she's in charge of the border. border. Okay? And number four, she unmasked herself, and I always love to see that, by basically telling the American people, you know what? Uh, If you're white and you got hammered in Florida with the hurricane, you go to the back of the line. You go to the back of the bus. You know, we're going to get the people of color first to care of them because 
That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm an equity. I'm a race person. Race beating. And she basically said that. Yeah. You white. Don't expect us to help you. It's so outrageous. It is so appalling for a vice president of the United States to say something like that, that even the Biden White House won't back it up. Today they were asked, what do you think of that? They wouldn't say. Well, maybe they're out to kill her, too. I mean, as far as uh, uh, what they did to Andrew Cuomo, uh, uh, Albany and and, uh, Washington, uh, maybe it's her turn. So we'll have some breaking news, by the way. Well, you've got the breaking news on Donald Donald Trump. There's some breaking news. Breaking news, WABC. uh, Ex-former President Trump is suing CNN, claiming defamation. He is seeking $475 million in damages. Bill O'Reilly, as an expert in the media, I mean, it doesn't get, and you also know Donald Trump. Do you think his case stands a chance? No. (laughs) New York Times versus Sullivan. You know, look, can you prove malice? Right. Yeah. You can get it. You can, But you don't have to prove damages. So what are the damages? Now, if you can march in and say, well, I handed my uh, business over to my children and it, and it, you know, it declined 30%, how are you going to link that to CNN? You can't. So, And then he's a sitting president. <laughs> you know, if CNN tried to attack him before that. But it didn't work. He won the election. So there's just no way it wins. I mean, this is another, you know, Trump shaking it up, which he loves to do because he's addicted to the fame, shakes it up. His base likes it. But legally, I mean, judge, what do you think? That's right. No, I don't think he has a chance. And speaking about shaking things up, did you see he also went after McConnell again? I mean, what's with him? Doesn't he want no, Republicans to win the Senate? I, you know, look. I've said this to you guys before, but it's worth repeating. In my private conversations with Donald Trump, I deliver one simple message to him. If you run on your record, you have a chance to be Mm -hmm. Grover Cleveland, to be elected to a non-consecutive term. If you continue with the madness, you will not win. But obviously, he is not following my advice. No. It's going to hurt the whole party. That can be real negative to us in November. Of course, you could win the Senate, but you're not going to win the Senate with these kinds of attacks against the, the candidates. And o- it, also, and the anti-Asian remarks about McConnell's wife is really... Bad. I mean, it's, it's just reprehensible. It's and then not, his rally this weekend. What do you say about, about McConnell's wife? I missed that. He made an anti-Chinese remark, some kind of a joke, which I didn't fully get. He said she loves China and she's Chinese or something like that. And some expression, that. too. He called yeah, I don't name. know. It's just it was in poor taste. And then he talked about the election being stolen again. Why is he doing this, Bill O'Reilly? You know, you know him pretty well. Like, you're a common sense guy... One thing you can say about Bill O'Reilly, he tells it like it is, whether or not he's friends with you. Like, that's the kind of friend I want. Like, if I look fat in a dress, I think Bill O'Reilly would say to me, that dress looks like crap on you. That's a, that's a true friend. So the fact that Bill O'Reilly, you've been so honest with him, why doesn't he listen to people that tell him the truth, like you? Well, first of all, Lydia, though, that would never happen about the dress. Absolutely. <laughs> you all concur. No, but I would. I, yeah. I appreciate friends like that. It all goes back to the fame thing that I write about in Killing the Legend. He's addicted to it. He has to be on the front page every day. And, you know, there might be a little method to the madness here because this hatchet book 
with Maggie Haberman comes out tomorrow. So to, to uh, get attention away from that, he then becomes a bigger story than Maggie Haberman. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. By saying, oh, I'm going to sue CNN. So he gets into the headlines on offense rather than being on defense with Haberman. But Haberman hates him, mm-hmm. hates him, and was wrong on every part of Russian collusion writing in the New York Times. Yet he grants Haberman three interviews for this stupid book. Why on earth would you do that? And the answer is because he always has to be the center of attention. And so, when oh, you, know, you the, have the, that compulsion, it will eventually destroy you. The Maggie Haberman-Donald Trump relationship warrants a book in itself. They go back to in New York. You're right. And he would call her at all times for stories. She goes after him. They sort of feed off each other. It's and really- if she had this incredible news as a journalist, why did she hold on to it until she released a book? So that makes me kind of question things. Well, uh, that's so ridiculous, I can't even tell you. But this fame thing, this power thing, this is powerful, more powerful than any narcotic. If that yeah. gets a hold of you, you are in trouble. And that's the killing the legends thing, which extends to both Biden and Trump. And the reason that Biden sold out every principle he ever had was because he wanted to be president. And he didn't care about abortion or crime or taxes. All the things that he had championed in the Senate, he turned his back on. Because he knew the pathway was through the progressive precincts. Bill O'Reilly, we're out of time. Tell us what you're going to talk about at 9 o'clock tonight on WABCradio.com and 770 on your dial. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. I want drug addicts to be punished. Mm-hmm. Well, that drug addicts. I'm, I'm, I'm President headed. Trump on my on my interview last week says each the average drug pusher killed 500 human beings during his lifetime, and they should get they they should be executed. Right, there's Why a difference between the user and pusher. Wild. Why are we letting them letting them run wild, both pushers and users? Why? Somebody's trying so to change America, uh, Bill O'Reilly. That'll be on Common Sense tonight. I'll be listening. 9 o'clock okay, guys, to 10 o'clock, the end. Bill O'Reilly. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.